Riders, welcome back to How to Win Nano. I'm Christina Horner. And I'm Liz Leo. And in today's episode, we're talking about how you figure out what you're going to write. I think the first part of this episode I think we should talk about how you get ideas just in general like where do your ideas come from yeah I mean they kind of come from all over the place um sometimes I will be watching something or reading something and I'll be really struck by uh like a an idea and I'll I'll think about how I would do that differently so this is embarrassing to admit and I hope this doesn't lose me all my writer cred but one of my favorite books that I have written um I actually was inspired by uh you know I, I was looking at the phenomenon that is Twilight and I was like what if the Edward character was actually actually turned out to be a villain actually turned out to be a bad guy um and so the book that i ended up writing isn't about vampires and it really doesn't have the same plot at all but i ended up writing a book about a ghost that uh is really charming and then you find out is like actually got like like more evil intentions and like that that just sort of like that little nugget of an idea inspired an entirely different book so a lot of times they just come out of weird sort of like thinking that i'll have But yeah, sometimes my ideas will just kind of strike uh, whenever. So I know some people are like this and some people are not at all, but I actually get a majority of my writing ideas from dreams I have because I have very vivid, very strange dreams. For example, there's an idea that I've always wanted to do that came from a dream was that there is just a guy who's just a normal run-of-the-mill pharmacist and then suddenly these people come who are dressed like another planet, like another world, and they take him to an alternate universe. Whereas in he, this boring, random guy, looks exactly like the evil despot who's trying to take over their world. And so they have found him and try to use him as this tool to try and, um, you know, rebel against him because they now have this guy who looks exactly and talks exactly and is pretty much the spinning image of that guy. So that was a dream I had. So I'm really jealous of Liz constantly because I've never gotten a book idea from a dream because my dreams are always like, oh, I have to put together an outfit for this event and I can't decide what to wear. So the whole dream is just me like trying on outfits. Actually, (laughs) nobody wants to read a book about that. That was a dream I had and I had to go to work the next morning and work and do things. So anyway, TM, copyright, all of our ideas are ours. Please don't. Use them to write books without telling us. Or do. And then or do send and them then to tell us. us. Because that would be amazing. That's a good point. Uh, I have so many ideas never going to use. A lot of my ideas just come from like a like, like a spark of an idea. Um, my first novel, um, I actually got this idea when I was like 11. And I used to talk to my friend about it like at a sleepover. But um, the idea was just what if a country had a border around it that it's really only security is that when you cross this border, you lose your memory. And so it was like, if you leave, you don't remember being there. And if you come in, you don't remember why you came. That's awesome. And so like, that was it. And so then I wrote a whole book kind of just in this set. And that ends up not being like the central part of the book, but that's the idea that sparked the book. I also, um, my current novel that I'm working on was just like, I love Renaissance fairs and I love the person I get to be when I come to Renaissance fairs. I want to write a book at a Renaissance fair. And so uh, sometimes it's like 
you know, one nugget of an idea or it's really based in the setting, um, or like a, like a singular plot point. Um, Mm -hmm. and so that's more how my ideas are sparked is I get like a little idea and then I just kind of figure out like, what if I expanded this? Where could I take this? What would people in this world or in this place care about? I've gotten ideas from the places I've written. So a couple of years ago, Christina and I actually got the amazing, um, opportunity to do a, writing sabbatical slash workshop in a castle so we spent a couple weeks there and so I decided that I was going to place my novel during nano in a castle mansion type place and use the area I was at as inspiration to fuel me because it's really fun when you can do um research in a really hands-on way I'm not a big researcher because I do so much um fantasy and sci-fi but some people really love that and so if you can like for example I know of writers who are like I'm going to Paris and I'm going to write a book set in Paris and that's sort of yeah. fun if you can do that because then just like going to get lunch that day is part of your research because mm-hmm. you're soaking up the atmosphere you're learning about um you know the culture and and just how people spend their time and yeah that can be not everyone obviously can go write in Paris well but... no exactly but I mean if you want to go write in a coffee shop that inspires you you know, about your story or you're writing about something and can take your laptop to a park because you're writing outside. Sometimes those can help you generate ideas. I go to Renaissance fairs every year, which is partially what inspired the book that I'm working on. But I go with this writer lens now where Mm -hmm. I'm looking for the little details, you know, the things that you don't think to pay attention to. Um, And so those, those trips are even more meaningful to me now as I'm kind of trying to just soak up details and notice things that I wouldn't notice otherwise. So one way I actually got a lot of ideas for a while is by reading the news, but not the biggest headlines, the smallest headlines and reading, you know, small things that happen in small towns, random stories. Um, That was one great way for me to get information. And I would keep a running Google Doc about that. But I know a lot of people keep writer's notebooks Mm -hmm. so that when a conversation happens that inspires you, or you see a poster that's interesting or has a funny phrase on it, you can write it down. And I've had ideas for stories just purely from a quote that I read somewhere. Yeah, and this doesn't necessarily have to be, like, the big overarching idea. Mm-hmm. I have little things, just, mm-hmm. like, weird situations or, like, Images. stories I hear or even memories of things yep. that I did that I'm like, that belongs in a YA novel. And so I, I have a... I use Evernote, but I... um. I just have a, a list of just ideas, little like little things, like little character um, mannerism type things, or little stories, or funny situations or scenarios. Um, and so I can I can go pull from those. And actually, I keep those kinds of things more for short stories because oftentimes I'm I'm a lot less married to like the grand idea of short stories. It's like I can have like a little nugget of something and and then just go write it. Um, and so I keep I keep little things like that for short mm-hmm. stories. But sometimes those make it into longer form. Um, pieces that I'm working on. Absolutely. And when I was working on poetry, a lot of it would be images that I would see mm-hmm. or feel or think. Um, but in general, if you start to write things down that inspire you, you will start viewing the world more as a writer just yeah. in your everyday life. So it's a great habit to get into. Yeah. And actually, you know, if, if you're feeling like Nano is, is right around the corner, which I kind of always feel like Nano's right around the corner. Yeah, well, it happens um, every year. But if you haven't had time to amass a sort of toolkit of ideas um, and sort of like sensory things that you've been able to write down, there are a lot of resources online um, 
for writing prompts. And so there's, there are like tumblers and Instagram accounts and just websites that have, um, be careful to avoid like the blogger ones. Cause those ones are really like not exactly what you're looking for, but like fiction or whatever kind of writing you're trying to do writing prompts where it'll just be like a weird open-ended statement or idea or like series of things you want to use. Um, or there's like story generators. Mm -hmm. Like there's like, you know, you just like keep hitting refresh and it gives you like a character and like a, um, occupation and like a problem and a place. Um, and sometimes they're like, sometimes they're a little too random to really inspire something good, but sometimes I've gotten really interesting ideas out of those kinds of online resources. So I would just encourage you to go just search around for writing prompt um, tools online because those can be really helpful just to spark like that initial kind of inspiration. Particularly as someone with a graphic design background, I've always um, believed that art can actually really thrive um, when constricted by like the confines of a prompt. And so I love writing prompts because even though I have a million ideas, it's really hard to know what one to focus on or what type of thing my brain wants to focus on. And so props for me are just really fun to take the ideas I have, the images, the bursts of inspiration and formulate it all into one, like, uh, like one funnel. Something that I also want to point out, this is like, if I could give my past self writing advice, I think that this is something that newer writers, um, maybe often, uh, struggle with, but I always, like when I was really early in doing nano, I was sort of obsessed with like doing something different, doing something unique and doing something I've never done before. And I didn't realize at the time that what I needed to do was really just sort of like develop my skills as a writer. And it's okay to use things like the hero's journey and like writing tropes and like those sort of like familiar, comfortable tools to just sort of understand story structure. So I wrote a lot of, I'm not a lot, but I wrote a couple of books that are really weird that don't really work because I tried to sort of break the rules before I maybe had a strong enough handle on them and grasp on them. And so one thing I do want to point out is that you don't have to like change the world when, when writing, like you don't have to like reinvent the medium. You don't have to like be so groundbreaking to have your writing, uh, you know, stand apart from the rest. The, the thing about the hero's journey and story structure, three act structure, these things work because they work, <laughs> you know, like we use these and we talk about these and a lot of the, the great novels of the world follow these structures because it works and because and, we're familiar with them. So because we're familiar with them, we react well to them. Yeah. And you don't want readers. And that doesn't mean that you're writing something that's predictable or boring no. or bland. It's just that there's something about the rising and falling action that, that works for readers and it can really help you develop a plot that makes sense because trying to just invent a plot out of nowhere without having these kinds of tools is very difficult. If not, almost impossible. So I do want to say that you don't have to try to be so unique and think that you have to go it alone. There yeah. are so many tools out there for helping you structure what you want to write. There are, you know, tropes are tropes for a reason. They're compelling often, unless they're super overplayed. Um, it's okay to lean on that stuff and it's yep. okay to want to do, a like a retelling of a, of a popular story because often you can put your own twist on it. You can you can write it the way that only you would write it. And the world needs that. One thing I would say, though, is definitely be very careful about, like, I mean, you know, for nano or for, like, learning, great. Like, write what you want. But I would be weary of 
necessarily wanting to capture a trend or like catch on with something that's trendy just because it's trendy and you think oh my god I see a million vampire novels so I'm gonna write a vampire novel because obviously they're just selling right now because by the time you write your novel and edit your novel and whatever the trend could be gone so don't write something just purely because you see a bunch of books popping up in that genre. Yeah. People have different opinions about this but at the end of the day if you aren't writing something that you're passionate about it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna show show and, yeah. and you just need to write what you want to write because if you if you care about it passionately someone else will so i think you know we sort of talked about how you get ideas but also i mean people always say write what you know i mean i often think like write what no one knows and that's what fantasy is or what in crazy sci-fi is but like i've also one of, one of the um the principles that I think of every year. So, like, you know, once you get ideas, how do you decide what idea to do? Mm -hmm. One of the principles that I've always thought, and usually around October, I really spend a lot of time with this idea, is, like, um, writing what needs to be told now. Mm -hmm. Like, what story is important because you know when you're done writing it, you'll have learned more about yourself or about something or what story do you think the world needs to hear right now yeah i mean for instance i uh i was chugging along on my renaissance for a story which is sort of like a coming of age finding yourself kind of story um and then a couple years ago uh the election happened and suddenly that story which had been so important to me didn't feel quite as important and i really needed to take a break and i needed to write a story where a bunch of underdogs stand up to like a large oppressive power <laughs> And that felt really good, and I really needed that. And I I wrote a draft of that book, and now I'm back to the Renaissance Fair story because I'm in a better mental place for me to work on this sort of a little bit more fun and fluffy kind of book. Um, and it was just what I needed emotionally. And it's okay to jump around between projects. Probably not in November, but outside of November. Um, you know, work on whatever you feel is going to help whatever it is you need. That's a good point because, you know, when the election happened, I was writing my Ghost Mansion story and then the year after, I wrote a fantasy about, you know, a really feminist story breaking down the patriarchy. Yeah. So I think at that time, I was really, I mean, not to say I'm not now, I still am, but like, that was the first year I really remember being super fired up and and wanting to write something that um, was timely for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I took a similar approach this past year. Um, so I'm from North Dakota, uh, and my family's from North Dakota, uh, and that can be a little difficult, uh, right now, having a very sort of, uh, Pacific Northwest Seattle, like, urban mentality. I'm very liberal, and having a family that is a lot more, uh, red state, if, if you will. Um, and so for me, writing a book set in the Midwest and getting more into the mindset of um, kind of this group that feels other to me right now was another thing that I thought was a challenge um, in a good way. And it, it was just another, it was another way for me to kind of explore something in my writing that I was sort of grappling with and dealing with in real life. So, um, you know, there's definitely a time and a place for that kind of writing. There's also a time and a place for just writing something feel good. Because oh, yeah. the world needs that too. So I wouldn't get too hung up on, you know, what what the world needs from you. Think about what you want to put in the world. Absolutely. And I think in general, like I said before, one, one of the points was like, what do I need to write? Like, what do I think would be cathartic to get through? 
because when I write usually on the other side of writing something I feel like I've learned something or something new has come from it so you know in my last um in my last nano I was doing something really different I had like a completely different non-linear epistolary like letters and documents format and so it was really nice that I let myself do that because when I was going through some depression or emotional stuff I could just open a new chapter from a new character's perspective it's like I'm just gonna talk have this character talk about relationships and their relationships and like get that out and get through it and so even though it wasn't anything necessarily maybe I thought the world needed to hear it was what I needed to write yeah absolutely and it's all valid like whatever Mm -hmm. it is whatever it is that you want or need or maybe you just want to like throw words at the wall I know people who've just written short stories like a series of short stories Mm -hmm. for Nano because they didn't you know they couldn't really commit to like a longer idea I know people who've written like a memoir just for themselves they basically did journaling Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can approach it. Um, and nothing is really the wrong answer. The only wrong answer is not starting. Yeah. And, and luckily in this time between, um, now and nano, it's a good time to spend with your ideas and think, you know, what's an idea that I just can't wait to get a hold of. What's Mm -hmm. an idea. Maybe I have more meat under is more fruitful. Sometimes those are different ideas and that's really difficult, but, um, you know, spend your time now thinking about what you're excited about. I have at least three things. I always have at least three to 25 million things. Do you know already what you want to do this year? Um, actually two of the ideas already talked about in this podcast um, are possibilities. But honestly, the thing is I always have a million ideas. Yeah. Like I'm not necessarily the person who's struggling to think, what should I do? Yeah. I'm definitely the person to think what of all the things I want to do should I do? Yeah. And so, you know, maybe that's something we can talk about as it gets closer. But for me, it a lot of it will just be sitting down and like just gut feeling. It's yeah. just like in my gut, what feels right? What feels fun? What do I feel like? And oh, the other thing, if I find a song that represents that novel I'm like done good into it yeah yeah I'm in an interesting place because I'm kind of racing the clock right now so I I've talked about both of these books but right now I'm working on my third rewrite of my renaissance fair book and my goal is to try to have a draft of this done by nano um which is ambitious I'll admit um because my goal is last year I started working on this book um about uh, North Dakota set in North Dakota. And I wrote about half of it. Like Nano for me last year was about half the book. So my goal has been to write the second half of that book in Nano this year, but it'll just really depend on where I'm at with the Renaissance Fair book. So I don't know. We'll see how, we'll see how much I write between now and then, and then I'll have to make a hard decision. And if it's too hard, maybe I'll just write something completely different. Who knows? Deciding whether you do a new story or rewrite is always a very difficult point before Nano for me, Mm -hmm. but I almost always do a new story because I love the blank page way too much. Yeah, I, I'm i at an interesting spot because right now I don't have a lot of, like, new, new ideas. I um, I recently read through all of my nano drafts um, as part of a different project that I'm working on. And I um, I had a couple books where I was like, okay, there's, there's, re- there's things about this that I like. It didn't work, and I have an idea for how I do it totally differently. So I have at least two books that I want to give another try basically completely redoing them in a completely different way. So to me, they almost feel like new ideas. Um, But I'm almost at the point where I've sort of crystallized on like five stories that I want to be like the five 
books that I put out in the world. And so I kind of feel like I'm just going to keep working on rewrites of those now for a while, unless something like amazing comes to me. But right now I'm really kind of like circling around these, these different ideas. Whereas in, I just honestly wish I could write a book that was like the first 10 pages of 20 novels and just put that out and right? then anyone can finish them. How about that? Is that a viable business plan? Well, that's sort of, I mean, I think, I can't remember if I've actually announced this anywhere. I don't know that I have, but I'll put, I'll put it here. But like one of the projects that I'm working on right now is going, I went through all of my nano novels and I want to put together a book that's a little bit autobiographical, um, about kind of my, my like journey with NaNoWriMo. And then I'll have a chapter from each thing I've written for NaNo. Um, so it is kind of the same. It's like, here is a sampling of everything I've done. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and not having to finish any of them. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I think choosing ideas, coming up with ideas, um, those are still some of my favorite parts mm-hmm. about writing. Like I love, and, and in fact, this is one of the things you can use a writing buddy for because Christina and I endlessly go back and forth with ideas. We send each other texts at random hours of the night if we get ideas. And so, you know, bounce them off of people. In fact, I would recommend um, that you can uh, send us a message on our Twitter at how to win nano. And you can let us know. Oh, I was going to say, or email us. Or at email us. How to yeah. nano at gmail.com. But Twitter is more community. <laughs> a little quicker. We might be responding quicker to that. Yeah. Um, you can let us know any amazing ideas that um, you're excited to write about or your favorite ways to get ideas because I want to know so that I can try them out. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to hear uh I'm excited to hear from you guys because this is a topic that I love talking about. And honestly, before Nano, Liz and I usually have to just schedule a like let's get dinner and just talk about writing mm-hmm. because I I never leave I, I never feel more inspired than right after a good conversation with a friend just about writing ideas. That's so. what I hope this podcast will do for you guys is that you'll hear some of these um, ideas and just get excited and get inspired because even just sitting here now chatting about writing and chatting about some of the ideas I have I'm like oh my gosh I really need to sit down and think about it and talk more yeah just get dinner with a friend mm-hmm. listen to this podcast while eating dinner if this you want is, to this is a spoiler for a future episode that we're gonna have on like nano tips but one of the things that I do is if I know I need to write when I get home I have a couple of writing podcasts that I listen to and I listen to an episode on my commute home so that by the time I get home, I'm like so jazzed about writing. I'm just like ready. Do you want to plug any of the writing podcasts you listen to right here? So two of the ones that I listen to the most, um, the Right Minded podcast is actually done uh, by Grant Faulkner from NaNoWriMo and that one's relatively new so you can catch up on it. Um, That one's pretty good and Writing Excuses is another one that I love. So you can check out both of those. Um, Also, if you have any other writing podcasts to recommend to us, I could always use more. Um, Cool. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of How to Win Nano. Each episode is one week closer to starting. Oh, my goodness. Nano. I'm so excited. Are you excited? I'm pretty excited. I'm very excited. All right. It's going to be a good one. So, as always, keep (laughs) writing. I don't like saying it together. No, I don't like saying it together. Okay. Okay. As always, keep writing. Keep writing. Sometimes when I don't have anything to say, I just look at Christina and mouth. I don't know what I'm doing. Good. Yeah. It's really helpful.